So a couple neat things happened this week. Real, uh, on uh, Tuesday, January 23rd, um, LifePoint, we turned 13 years old, okay? And uh, yeah, 13 years ago, we met in the Grange Hall, remember? <laughs> and uh, now, here's the thing, we're officially teenagers. So I don't know what that means. I, I, I don't know. I, I hope we don't get squirrely, man, but... Uh, uh, we're teenagers now, and check this out. On, on Tuesday, our bookkeeper, I met the, our book, bookkeeper down at uh, Oak Valley Community Bank, and we paid off our last, our, paid our last mortgage payment on this, on this building. So praise the Lord. Woo! We are debt-free, man. I, I love it. I love it, man. I'm dancing in my head. I, I, I was thinking about dancing, but don't want to embarrass my family, so... Dude, that is, that's not, isn't that exciting? I, I'm just so pumped about this. So, so last Sunday, I was, I was worshiping, and right in the middle of worship, I get this kind of nudge. That, like the Lord, I don't get these very often, but I got this nudge, I really believe it was from the Lord. And he was like, hey, you need, I want you to preach that message you preach every year. And, and, and it's a message on forgiveness. And so I knew that this was coming, but I, you know, I'm living... I'm living day to day a lot of times, so I I knew it was coming. But then it was like, oh, Tuesday we pay, we're debt free. Oh, it just made total sense of the of the Lord nudging me for uh, on this message. And so I want to share with you a, med- a message that I share every year, and uh, it's it's a message on God's forgiveness. And I I share it because I I, I think a lot of folks don't really understand God's forgiveness or they want to add to it. You know, they add to, uh, to God's forgiveness. And, and to be, be honest, I've known the Lord for many years. I, I need to be reminded. I need to be reminded of God's forgiveness. And so we're going we're gonna to look at that. So um, here's what the, the great apostle Paul said. Great apostle Paul in Romans 7, 18 to 25, it just gets real. It gets real with this struggle that we all face. He says this, and this is the struggle for the believer, for those who have put their trust in the Lord. There's this struggle that goes on, and he says this, and I know that nothing good lives in me. That is in my sinful nature. I want to do what is right, but I can't. I want to do what is good. I really do want to do what is good, but I don't. I don't want to do what is wrong, but I do it anyway. But if I do what I don't want to do, I'm not the one really, the one who's doing wrong. It's sin living in me that does it. I have discovered this principle of life that when I, I, I want to do what is right, I inevitably do what is wrong. I love God's law with all my heart, but there is another power within me that is at war with my mind. This power makes me a slave to the sin that's, so, that's still uh, is within me. Oh, what a miserable person I am. Who will free me from this life that is dominated by sin and death? Thank God. The answer is in Jesus Christ our Lord. So you see how it is. In my mind, I, I really want to obey God's law, but because of my sinful nature, I'm, I'm a slave to sin. And I, I just, I, the Apostle Paul is, is being real. So real with this, 
this battle that we have going on. And, and you see that in Galatians. He goes on, he says this, So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. And by the way, the next two Sundays, I'm going to be preaching on the Holy Spirit. So we're in John, going to be in John 14 and going to be looking at the Holy Spirit and living in victory. But he says, So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature, nature craves. The sinful nature wants to do evil which is just the opposite of what the Spirit wants. And the Spirit gives us desires that are opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting each other so that you're not free to carry out your good intentions. We got this battle that's going on. This, uh, uh, we've been, when we've, we gave our life to the Lord and the Lord filled us with His Spirit, we, we, our spirit comes, al- comes alive, we're alive in Christ and we so want to so please the Lord. We want to live a God-honoring life. We want to we, we please our Heavenly Father. But there's this sin nature part that we still have to deal with this side of heaven. And those two things, that, that selfish, that sinful nature, it's selfish. It wants to do what it wants to do. And when we have the Spirit that wants to do, live, that lives within us, that prompts us to live a God-honoring life. And those two, civil war, that's a, it's a battle. It's a battle. So a couple things quickly here. One is this. If you have that struggle, if you know what I'm talking about, you can praise God. You know why? Because you're saved. The Spirit of God lives in you. You know, that's, that's kind of a test. I mean, if you struggle, here's the other thing. I want to say this. In, in, in a love, because I love you, but maybe there's somebody here, if you don't have never had that struggle, You don't struggle at all, or you've never had that struggle. Can I just say you need to examine your heart? You really do. If you maybe you gave your life to the Lord when you're a kid at youth group or something, and you said a prayer, and then in your mind you're like, I'm dialed in. But then all through this time, there's no struggle going on. You don't have any of this struggle. I, I just care about you so much. I just need to tell you, please examine your heart. Examine your life. Examine your faith. And you know what? If you examine yourself and you're like, man, there's nothing there, I just encourage you to submit. Submit to the Lord. Turn to the Lord. Um, I, I have a bunch of books up here, and I, just real quick on this. It's my, this great little pamphlet called My Heart, Christ's Home. And I'm going to have a bunch of these up here after the service, and please come and take one of these. It, it, so... I just encourage you to examine your heart if you have no struggle whatsoever. So here's what I want to do. Here's the thing. We all have this struggle. As believers, we have this struggle. None of us are perfect. And so we can mess up. And as believers, we do. Uh, and we, we mess up when none of us are perfect. And we deal with, we live with this, or we can have guilt and shame. And here's the difference between guilt and shame. Guilt says... I did something bad. Shame says, I am bad. So how, how do we deal with this guilt? How, this is what I want to look at. Because we have this battle, we have this fight, and we mess up sometimes, and we get, we get that guilt. The Holy Spirit convicts us. We get that guilt. How do, what do we do here? How do we, how do we deal with that? I believe the Lord has given us some tools, and, and that tool is confession of going to Him and, and just confessing that sin. Look in Matthew 
uh, 6, 9 through 12. It says this. This is the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts. There it is. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And forgive us our debts. Uh, in 1 John, it's a little clearer. Look at 1 John 1, 8 and 9. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sin, He's faithful and just. Uh, faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify, purify us from all unrighteousness. So this, this tool that God has given us. Now, I just quickly want to talk about positional and practical forgiveness. Positional, uh, positional forgiveness is this. When you put your trust and faith in Christ, uh, Jesus said on the cross, what did He say? It is finished, paid in full, done. When you, so when you put your trust in, in the Lord, that sin is forgiven. It's positionally, you're in Christ. You are forgiven. And so, paid in full. But here's the, here's the other thing. There is a practical side of forgiveness because we're in a relationship with God. And sometimes when we mess up, when we met, what, usually every time we mess up, we need to go to Him and say, especially when we're convicted, we go to Him and say, Lord, I'm sorry. I blew it. Just like we would do with our, our uh, earthly fathers and our parents, our friends, when we blow it. We go to them, I'm sorry, I messed up. And we make right that relationship. And so that, that I, I, I really believe that way that we deal with, uh, with guilt is going, is confessing it. So here's what I want to do. So we confess it, and then God, what, He forgives. Okay, here's, this is where I want to camp on for the, pretty much for the rest of this, this sermon, is what does God's forgiveness look like? What is God's forgiveness? And so here's what I want to look at. How does God forgive us, and what does that look like? And then I want to close with this. What should be our response to God's forgiveness? So what, what is, how does God forgive us? I'm going to look at four great truths about God's forgiveness, and this is I just think it's totally freeing. Totally freeing. Four great truths about God's forgiveness. Number one, God forgives us without hesitation. Isaiah 55, 7 says this, Let the wicked leave their way of life and change their way of thinking. Let them turn to the Lord our God. He is merciful and quick to forgive. 1 John 1.9 again, but if we confess our sins to God, He will keep us, keep His promise, and do what is right. He will, He will forgive us, or forgive us our sins and purify us from our wrongdoing. And so we mess up because we're in this battle we, and we're not, none of us are perfect. And we go to the Lord, Lord, I'm sorry, forgive me, man, it's authentic, I'm sorry. Right now, it's not a month from now. It's not a week from now. It's not a day from now. It's right now that God, God forgives us. Amen? It's, it's right now. And here's, I don't know about you, here's, here's what I do. Lord, I, I'm sorry. I, I messed up. And then I got to do some, I got I to say it like 30 times. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know, every time, every, like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Lord. I'm sorry, you know. <laughs> and or else I got I to gotta live. Like, I, got, I, I always add something to it. I don't know if you guys do that. 
I got I to gotta work for it. And, and that's not it. God forgives us right now. That's what his, don't take my words for it. Read his word. His word says that. See, here's the thing. We as humans, uh, we struggle with that because I think it's hard for us to forgive instantly. <laughs> not for him. Number two, not only does God forgive us without hesitation, He has the ability to remove our sins and remember them no more. Psalm 103, let's look at the word. Psalm 103, verse 12. As far as the eastern horizon is from the west, so He removes our guilt. Of, he removes the, uh, removes the guilt of our rebellious actions from us. Micah 7, 19 says, Once again, you will have compassion on us. You will trample our sins under your feet and throw them into the depths of the ocean. I love the imagery there. Hebrews 8, 12, look at this. says, and I will forgive their wickedness and I will never again remember their sins. So we go, Lord, I'm sorry. Instantly, we're forgiven. And you know what he, gets, he, he can do? Gone. Gone. Again, we can't do that as humans. We can't do it, but he can. He doesn't remember. He, he doesn't remember our sins. How does God forgive us without hesitation? He has the ability to remember them no more. Number three, God forgives us over and over and over and over and over again. Psalm 86 uh, verse 5, O oh Lord, you are so good, so ready to forgive, so full of unfailing love for all who ask for your help. Lamentations 3.23, great is his faithfulness. His mercy begins afresh each morning. God forgives us over and over and over again. He's so patient, so good to us. We're looking at these truths about, and really great reminders about God's forgiveness and number four is this, is that God freely forgives us. He forgives us freely. Romans 3, 23, 24, everyone has sinned and fallen short of God's glorious standard and all need to be made right with God by His grace, which is a free gift. They need to be made, uh, they need to be made free from sin through Jesus Christ. Ephesians 2, 8, 9, I mean that you have been saved by grace through believing. You did not save yourselves. It was a gift from God. It was not the result of your own efforts, so you cannot brag about it. It's totally free. You don't need to work for it. You don't need to try to earn it. It's free. So four truths here about God's forgiveness, four great reminders for us. God forgives without hesitation. He has the ability to forget those sins, forgives us over and over, and, for, and forgives us freely. And I always like to share this every year. Because this is free, isn't it? It's so free. And I like that. Usually I'll, I'll share this sermon at the, the first Sunday of the new year. It's just kind of a way to start off this new year. Is that stop hanging on to the things from the past and be free. You know, go to the Lord and be free in Him, truly free in Him. Now, here's what I want, I want to do. I want to just close quickly with, two, with this. What are some ways that we can respond what are some ways that we can respond to these great truths? I want to look at two ways. The first one is this. Truly believe God's word and be free. 
Truly believe God's Word and be free. Stop living your life through the rearview mirror. Let the past go. Really believe and trust the Lord's promise to forgive. Believe that you're forgiven. Stop, stop living life in the rearview mirror. You know, all the things that have happened you know, in your life. Let, God has forgiven, has forgiven you. You go take that to the Lord, you're forgiven. And the thing is, is I think sometimes we, we're, we just bring that back up. And you know who brings it up the most besides ourselves? The enemy, man. The enemy loves bringing up the past. Loves to remind you of the things that you, you did wrong. And I'll tell you what, as you get, as you want to, you're encouraged to live a God-honoring life, you want to, you want to extend, you want to uh, uh, get in ministry, you want to, um, you want to uh, grow in the Lord, get ready, because this is what the enemy will do. He will bring up your, the past and he'll, he, he does it to try to discourage you, to try to squash anything any good thing that's happening in your life. It's, it's one of his weapons. And so here's what you do. When that happens, just realize it's good, it, it comes. You, you just turn it around on him and say, no, this is what my God, this is what Jesus said. It is finished. I'm for, I am free in Jesus. I'm a new creation in Christ. And then you remind him of where he's going, Okay. <laughs> You don't have to do that. That's a waste of time. He, he's going there anyway. But I'm just, hey. Uh. <laughs> I was practicing this, you know, I was practicing earlier this week, and I had some choice words for the devil. And uh, <laughs> the Lord checked me on it. He's <laughs> like, don't even waste your breath. <laughs> but you know what? Isn't that, isn't that what he does? He's brutal. He'll just, he'll, you, you want to get, you get excited about the Lord, you want to grow in the Lord, you will be attacked. And that's the one way he'll attack. He'll bring up the past. But, but remind, remind yourself that you are a new creation. You're free in, in the Lord. And number two, because God forgives us, we should extend forgiveness to others just like Christ uh, forgives us. Ephesians 4.32. Instead, be kind to each other, Paul says, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. In Colossians 3, 12, 13. Since God chose you to be holy people, He loves, you must clothe yourselves with tenderhearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Matthew 18, 21 to 22. Then Peter came to him, came to Jesus and said, Lord, how often should I forgive someone who sins against me? Seven times? No, not seven times, Jesus replied, but 70 times seven. Look, the, the teaching of that day for the rabbis was three times. You forgive someone three times. Peter says seven. It's kind of like, look at me, Lord, seven times. No, and then Jesus says, no, Peter, 70 times seven. Unlimited, as many as it takes. So we're called to forgive. Why? Why? Why uh, unlimited? Because that's what he does for us. He forgives us uh, unlimited times. And so, what are some ways that we can respond to these great truths? We truly believe God's word and be free. Let the past go 
and we should extend forgiveness to others just like Christ extends it to us. Now, I want to say this too, that God calls us to forgive, but trust is a whole nother thing. Trust is earned. And we're not called to just be walked, walked over, um, but, um, but we are called to forgive like Christ forgave us. And uh, again, trust, trust is earned. So let's pray. Father, I want to thank you so much. I want to thank you, Lord, for um, taking our debt. God, thank you for forgiveness found in you. Lord Jesus, help us be the people that you're calling us to be. Just like you forgave us, Lord, that we can extend it to others. Lord, thank you. This, a, this, a, this can be a difficult teaching, or it is a difficult teaching, Lord, and the only way we can do it is through your strength and your power. Thank you, Lord. God, thank you for um, this church. Thank you for these milestones this last week of turning 13 and God paying our last mortgage payment. What a blessing. We're not just, Lord, you're, you're, just, you're so good. And we just, God, give you thanks. Pray this in your name. Amen. Hey, you know what? I want to say this too. I, 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 want, to thank, um, I want to thank you all. We, we wouldn't have been able to be able to pay that mortgage off if it wasn't for you guys that, for, that give, that your tithes, not only your time and your talent, but also your treasure. And so thank you for your faithfulness throughout the years, you know, and that this, it's paid off, and it's, it's, a, it's a great, it's a wonderful thing. I want to I thank leadership, too. You know, leadership, um, the past leaders, and the leaders that are here for that, just the, the wisdom of, hey, let's, let's, get, let's pay this thing off and get be aggressive about it. And so I just really appreciate our leaders, and I just really appreciate the Lord. 